In 1950s Baltimore, a bad boy with a heart of gold wins the love of a good girl whose boyfriend sets out for revenge. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood. Childhood, A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That is true. That is correct. Like I say every time. (laughs) Um, We are a married couple and we love movies. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Rewatching and reviewing. Yeah. And this is your first time here. Then welcome to this train wreck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, we're getting better, I think. I think so. Should we uh, talk a little bit about 1990? I think we shall, but we should probably say what the movie is. Oh! All <laughs> 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 yeah. right, when I said we were getting better. Yeah. No. The movie is Crybaby, a 1990 Classic. classic starring johnny depp and we'll get into the other people later but uh pretty much just johnny depp yes <laughs> that's the big one that came out of it yeah so a little bit of facts about the movie uh it was obviously directed by john waters it yes. was released Sorry. <laughs> released in baltimore on march 14th of 1990 with its wide release in the united states on april 6th Fun facts about the year 1990. Big movies were Home Alone, Ghost, and Pretty Woman. Nice. Big TV shows were Cheers, Roseanne, and A Different World. And then big songs were Blaze of Glory by Jonathan Bon Jovi. (laughs) And It Must Have Been Love by Roxette. Oh, and one that you will love, Step by Step by New Kids on the Block. Nice. I was totally into New Kids on the Block. Totally late, but... I still like them. Uh, What are your earliest memories or recollections about the movie? So it came out in 1990. I was four. So I didn't see it in theaters or anything like that. I remember watching it for the first time, I believe, when I was like 12 or 13. They were playing it on, I believe, USA. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like they played it a lot. That is my exact recollections, is that USA played it I would say at least once a week during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I watched it almost every time. Yeah. Because I loved it. And I was... Also, I wasn't one of the people... I remember, like, my next door neighbor, she was, like, obsessed with Johnny Depp because of Edward Scissorhands and... Mm -hmm. I don't know what else. That's the only one I can think of. What's even Gilbert Grape, maybe? Maybe. Um, But I wasn't really into him. I didn't really get the, the, you know, whole gist of why people thought he was good looking because i had seen edward scissors hands and i didn't think he was good looking in that no like it was he was i liked his character and i liked that Mm -hmm. movie but i wasn't thinking man that guy is cute with his pale skin but when i saw this movie i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. i can see it now i see why people like him yeah and that's pretty much what i remember the movie was how good looking johnny Depp was (laughs) (laughs) and just there's some sexual parts that I did not get as a child. Oh, yeah. I knew they were sexual, but I didn't get what what they meant. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to see those scenes again, because I literally have not seen this movie probably since I was like 15, 16. Yeah. Though I did buy it. We do own it. Mm-hmm. So 
it was just one of those ones that I knew I loved as a kid. I bought it, and then I was like, I'm never going to watch this. <laughs> I just own it. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Mine is the same. I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, I do remember specifically USA playing it all the time. Yeah. And I would, I was the same way. I, it was kind of like how I would say like uh, Shawshank became where I was like, if Shawshank was on, you would just stop and watch it from whatever point you picked it up at. Yeah. I, I was the same for Crybaby with me when I would be watching television. I would, oh, this is on? I guess I'll finish this. And I would say... I don't know. This might have been the introduction to Johnny Depp for me. I don't know that I saw Edward Scissorhands prior, mm. but it was always a name that you would hear. Like people would say that, oh, Johnny Depp's in this movie, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And I also, I really didn't become a big fan of his until later. Like right. after the Pirates movies. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's pretty much what cemented my love for him, mm -hmm. but mostly just for an actor. Yeah. But I, yeah, I agree. No, so. I think we just missed the boat because we weren't old enough to be into, uh, what was the TV show? 21 Jump Street? 21 Jump Street, yeah. So. No, and I agree, like, because you would hear the name and then he wasn't making movies that were directed towards kids at the time. No. Whereas in, like, the next generation, he did Pirates and Willy Wonka and movies that were more aimed at, and Alice in Wonderland, stuff that was kind of yeah. aimed at children. So they probably grew up with him, whereas we didn't really grow up with him. Right. So. He was doing, like, his more serious introduction roles, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. But uh, do you think the movie is going to hold up? It is I... almost 30 years old. I... Ooh... I'm going to say yes, because I think John Waters stuff is almost timeless. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's going to, but I won't be surprised if it doesn't. Right. <laughs> so I haven't seen Hairspray in a long time either. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I've seen the musical, but which yeah. on which the is based on his original movie, mm -hmm. Hairspray. I do know I did like this movie because it had that musical factor and it was set in a time that I, when I was younger, I thought was like the coolest time. I yeah. loved the 50s, 60s, like that era. Yeah, I definitely. always thought was really interesting. So I don't know if it's going to hold up, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll say that it won't. Okay. Because I think there's going to be, there's some stuff I do remember about female sexuality and almost like forcing females to do things that they don't want to do. I feel like that is going to seem dated, but I also, I don't know, because I also know there's some strong female characters. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess we'll see. I know John Waters does uh, push the envelope a little yes. in his movies, but I do tend to enjoy them. So I guess we'll see, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> You're going to say on no? That one. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, uh, in case you want to watch along, if you haven't seen the movie or if you haven't seen it in quite a while... You can um, check USA Network, because I think they still play I regularly. I don't think they play it anymore. No, that's I, a joke. I haven't had regular television in a while, so who yeah. knows. It is available on Amazon Prime, if you're an Amazon Prime member, on their video uh, streaming channel. Um, and it is available to rent all the platforms that we've discussed, YouTube, Vudu, iTunes. Mm -hmm. So definitely check it out on Amazon Prime if you're a Prime member. Um, but we own it, so we're going to stick the old dvd yes. in our ps4 because we don't have a dvd player <laughs> who's got one of those and uh watch the movie and 
discuss it. Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and hit the pause, pause, mm-hmm. as we like to say on ruining our childhood. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Okay, and we're back. We just finished watching Cry Baby. So now we're going to go ahead and break down our movie like we always do with our categories. But usually our first category is about technology. But seeing how this was set in 1950s, there were, or in the 1950s, <laughs> there was a lot of 50s references. There uh, was. What were some of your favorites? Well, I mean, a lot of movies do this. Mm-hmm. If they're set in a certain time, they have to make sure you know Oh yeah. what time it's set in. And I noticed at the very beginning of the movie, there was a banner that said 1954, so you knew that. And then it was Polio Vaccination Day. Yeah. And that was a really long scene, by the way. Yeah. Like, it dragged out. It really did. There was no dialogue or anything. It was just, like, all the main characters in line to get their polio vaccinations, and it just seemed like it took too long. Yeah. And at one point, uh, one of the people that they had showed, I think it might have been when they showed Tracy Lords. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it worked out perfectly, and her name appeared right. on screen. And I was like, well, that would have made sense if they had kind of bounced around and got, like, Ricky Lake and had her name under it and right. Johnny Depp. But it was, I think hers was the only one that, that it worked fit. out, because also the last person to get vaccinated is Johnny Depp. Yeah. So it wouldn't have made a lot of sense, like, to have him be last in the credits unless it was like his first movie which it wasn't no but and it was like introducing johnny depp but yeah. it, it wasn't so and then the other one that i noticed was just the fact that allison who is the main female mm-hmm. character um her grandma ran a charm school which yeah. is pretty amazing but then it, it seemed like a charm school but then it seemed just like a country club in a way because everybody's yeah. just hanging out there yeah it was a little questionable how about how about you what did you i have a couple but i don't want to like step on your toes there was just a scene where uh allison's boyfriend or at the the time it was her ex-boyfriend is leading the bunny hop through the city yeah in the middle of the movie yeah it leads it to her house but uh there was like a sign that said like squares welcomed here and they were really big on, like, they got to refer to themselves as we're squares. And it's, or the drapes. Or the drapes, but we're cool because we're squares. Yeah. The so. other thing I noticed was uh, the air raid drills during the talent show for the atom bombs. Was that I, your second one? No, I had that as, like, a dated reference because I was like, man, that's something we never had to go through as children was an air raid drill. That's true. We had, I remember, because I grew up in California for a couple of years before I, we, we moved to Montana, and we did have earthquake drills. Yeah, we we did um, tornado so drills like and thing. fire drills, but yeah, we weren't worried that Russia was going to shoot nukes at us or anything that, that like that. That was past our time. Yeah. Um, and then also the fact that I would say in the middle of the movie when the whole gang gets arrested mm-hmm. for a fight that they didn't start, Hatchet Face's mother was in an iron lung. <laughs> and then they, they brought the iron lung to the courthouse. Yeah. And it got a flat tire. <laughs> yes. And he had to jack it up and change the tire. Yeah. This movie is so weird. That's uh, total John Waters. Right yeah. It, it It's so amazing. Oh, and also her parents... Had a cigarette cart that was parked in front of the high school. Yes. And they were selling cigarettes to children. Yes. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Uh, good old 1950s. Yeah. Stuff. hot cigarettes were healthy. Stuff that we would not see today. Yeah. So should we move on or did you have another one? No, that's all I have. Since, again, this movie is set in the 1950s, I changed up our second category. So this time it's kids would call it a throwback. Our grandparents would call it the prime of their teens. <laughs> yes. 1950s uh, fashion choices. What did What did you have? It wasn't so much that it was uh, 1950s. I just like there was a character named Dupree and they go visit Crybaby's grandmother uh-huh. at her house. And he was like leaving and he was wearing a roadkill vest. I don't know. And he had a flock of seagulls haircut. He. It reminded me, though, of some little Richard had. Oh, yeah, I could That's, see that. Every time I see that character... Mm-hmm. I would think of like Little Richard. Oh, okay. Like with, but just with the huge ass pompadour. Yeah. Like so big, but yeah, the, the uh, vest was an interesting choice. Yeah. I had just a couple of things like uh, Johnny Depp's character, Crybaby, uh, just wearing the you know typical leather jacket with mm-hmm. the white shirt and jeans. Oh yeah. And then Tracy Lord's all of her clothes were pretty amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, just the polka dot dresses and the, mm-hmm. but they were like tight fitting. They weren't like the square, which was more poofy. Yeah. I don't know. The clothing was good. There wasn't anything like something I, a knock on, I would say like dirty dancing, for example, there's clothes in dirty dancing. That's totally eighties and not sixties and what it's supposed to be set. And I will say that this movie does a good job about kind of keeping to this is the 50s, so they're not going to be having too much modern mm-hmm. influences. But I noticed some movies do that. They, yeah. They're like, this movie is set in the 60s, air quotes, but it was made in the 80s, and you could totally tell. <laughs> yeah, no, they did a, a great job of, like, incorporating the 50s clothing, and also, like, it helps set the time, mm-hmm. but it didn't distract you or anything like that. No, because that's the other thing I would say, like, bright colors, especially for 1990, would be a very, a thing that I feel like somebody else would choose. Mm -hmm. And they really stuck to, like, neutral tones or something that would actually be worn in the 50s, I I think. Definitely. And then I hated Lenora's hair, which was the, she was like the crybaby groupie. Stalker. She had, like, an uneven haircut. Yeah. And I also noticed facially, she looked a lot like Tracy Lord's. She did. Yeah, it was, yeah. if you looked at, like, she just, they have, like, the same eyes. Mm-hmm. That was it for me. The the only other thing that I personally had, and it wasn't that it was uh, something that was like, oh, this is distracting. It was, I just thought it was funny was when Crybaby would sing, and he has his big performance, he wears a outfit that literally just looked like something that Hank Williams Sr. would wear, which oh, I thought the, was... Oh, like, the two-tone jacket? Yeah, I thought that was really well done. But it was I, amazing, and yeah. it was huge, like yeah. huge uh, shoulder yeah. pad ish. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they were they were trying to hit the the swinger. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> you know how like swing dancing got back in mm-hmm. late, like mid to late nineties. Yes, I feel like they were trying to hit that, but it was like five years too early. Yeah, because yeah. they had a whole scene where they were just dancing. I just feel like there was a couple of scenes where they were just doing something for way too long. Yeah, And then there was other scenes where I feel like they were just rushed and cut too short. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, but then you didn't explain what happened in between. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, what about any like offensive jokes or dated references? Well, we talked about the air raids, but the other one, it was like kind of, it was just downright creepy, was the uh, guy walking through the parking lot at, at Turkey Point. 
Uh-huh. And he's taking pictures of girls and he's yes. like telling them like knockers up and then he would take their picture and I'm like, oh, you're such a But creep. I think that was like the equivalent to like porn back then. I know that they had it like legit because like obviously that was a Betty Betty Page was like mm-hmm. legit. I, I think there was nudity, but I there was a time where that was like risque too, just like a girl in a bathing suit. Because yeah, I would say, I, I don't know when like Playboy started, but I would assume... Would say the 60s. Yeah, that's what I, I think 50s. it was a little bit for a little bit after that. So yeah, yeah you're gonna bring up a good point that this was risque and... Ooh. It's but. amazing. You know, I used to work in a photo lab, just like a side note. And I remember this guy brought in slides because we used to be able to develop slides. And they were like his grandfather's slides. And one was literally like, it was like a topless girl. And she was like posing like the girl in the car. And I was like, oh my God. And the, did the guy want it developed? Well, it was like he had a bunch of slides. Oh, he I don't was think like, he actually looked these? at them. Oh, okay. So I, I, but I thought it was just funny. I couldn't develop it because yeah. we had like a strict uh, nudity policy, but like I was, it was just funny to me because it wasn't that risque. No. But at the time, I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just some other like dated and offensive jokes. They uh, used the word colored, mm-hmm. which, but I mean, that was the time. So yeah. they used it. They didn't use it to offend anybody. They just used it in reference to that time. And it was acceptable back yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. And then uh, I just liked how the fear tactics of juvenile delinquents, uh-huh. like especially in the beginning of the movie, they were really into, you don't want your child to be a ju- juvenile delinquent. And I'm just thinking about how easy it was to like scare people oh, yeah. into not being different back in the 50s. Like mm-hmm. you had to be like a model family, a model like housewife. And if you were slightly a little different, they were like, oh my God, you're a weirdo or you're a juvenile delinquent because you wear a leather jacket. I know because I, back in that day, I think people cared more about what their neighbor thought That's of them true. and stuff like that. Oh my God, how dare they think my child's a juvenile delinquent? But it's like nowadays, it's like, oh, whatever. I guess there is a reason why people, they make fun of, the 50s because like even like 50s tv shows where everything's kind of the same or their problems aren't really problems Mm -hmm. like that's i guess how innocent our world was but yeah honestly was the world really that innocent i mean but that was was the perception we were giving like the perfect family was you know the cleavers and yeah yeah was there anything else that you had uh just there was a scene where uh, i think it was mr hackle Claimed that his uh, son's clothes were designed by homosexuals. Like, yes. he was a real self-righteous guy. Yes, it was, was Milton's just, dad. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, you're, you're a bit much. But that was honestly, for yeah. a movie set in the 50s, not a lot of over-the-top dated... Uh, like racism. Racism, yeah. There was just, like, the slight reference to it, but I think for the most part they really stuck to the fact that the, that... There was, like, the town divided by people that were drapes. Yes. And people that were square. Hey, guys. We want to talk to you a little bit about the PodCoin app. Yes! The PodCoin app pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood, as well as your other favorite podcasts. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards from some of your favorite stores. Starbucks. Check. Amazon. Correct. Target. A duh. Seriously, it's pretty legit, guys. Download the PodCoin app today on iPhone or Android and use the code RUINING to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin by using R-U-I-N-I-N-G. 
So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways, might as well make some money off the deal, am I right? Totally. I mean, free coffee for something I'm already doing? Sounds like a great deal to me. Mm-hmm. So go give the PodCoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to ruin our, Ruining Our Childhood. That's the name of the thing. And make that money, guys. Okay. Okay, bye. bye. So should we move on? Yes. We'll go ahead and move on to our next category, which is called Well, Hello There. It's our... Uh, famous cameos or actors or actresses that we may have forgot were in the movie. And did you have anyone? There was a couple. The first one I saw was Patty Hearst. Mm-hmm. And you had to point it out who she was because I was like, she looks really familiar. Yeah. You're like, it's Patty Hearst. Plays Wanda's mother. Mm-hmm. I loved her part because her, like, she was so mean to her parents. Wanda is uh, Tracy Lord's character. Yes. And her parents were just so like, the nicest people yeah ever. they were the nicest people and just this my favorite uh line is gonna be the funniest line is something that she says but i'll i'll talk about it when we get to that um how about you just back to patty Hearst. i love that she was the school crossing guard yeah and she was teaching i would say they were 17 or 18 years old how to cross the street <laughs> <laughs> like when they walk up she's like now let's look both ways yeah and, and she's just so oblivious to her daughter yeah it's almost like it kind of reminded me of when we watched the Heathers and uh, Veronica's parents, mm-hmm. how they were just obliv- oblivious to what their daughters was really going through in yeah. her life. And they were just like, la la la. Uh, yeah, like they're just in their own heads. And, and then the second one for me was Willem Dafoe. Yes. Ha- I totally forgot he was in the movie and he plays the old prison guard who is just a real brief scene. He's an award winner. For ruining yeah. our childhood, if you've watched our Spider-Man episode. That is correct. Past he's, award winner. Yeah, he's won both. <laughs> so, uh, that was the only other one that I had. The only other one that I had that I totally forgot he was in was Iggy Pop played mm-hmm. uh, Crybaby's uncle. Mm-hmm. Belvedere. Belvedere. He was... No, I guess, would he be the uncle or was he... He's, they kept saying he was uncle, even though he was, was dating, dating their grandmother. grandmother. I don't know. It's confusing. They're supposed to be hillbillies, so... And he I think was they're so good in that, that movie. Yeah. Like, it took me half the movie to realize that it was Iggy Pop. Which I find funny, because, I mean, there's not a lot of people that look the way he looks. <laughs> yeah, he does have <laughs> he a He has unique... a distinct face. Yeah. Um, but... Do you have anyone else? No, that what? was it. I didn't really see anybody else. I, I remembered most of the people that were in the movie, like Ricky Lake and yeah. Tracy Lords. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much the only two mm-hmm. slightly famous people in this movie. A lot of the other actors, I'm, I'm kind of, I should have looked at their IMBDs because a lot of them I don't think. Though I think the Milton guy, I think he's in, I think he was in Northern Exposure, which is funny because there was a commercial for Northern Exposure yeah. at the beginning of the DVD that we popped in. incredibly old previews because they were like advertising stuff coming out in 2005 yeah (laughs) that was amazing yeah so we'll move on to the category is it even good where we talk about the plot the casting choices and our funniest lines and cringiest lines and there is quite a few of those i believe so go ahead what do you think about the plot overall I thought the plot was fine. I felt like that was probably something that happened a lot back in that time period was, oh, my Lord, no, this other person from the wrong side of the tracks is trying to date my, I think it was her granddaughter, because she was an orphan as well. Yeah, they there was a whole discussion. Yeah, but 
so I thought it was I thought it was believable because I was that, imagine yeah. that's what happened at that time. Oh yeah, like there was if you're a good girl then you don't want to date a bad boy. Like yeah. that's yeah. I honestly think that was the only part of the movie that was believable. Everything else was just so over the top. But then again, it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a believable movie. No, this it's, isn't, you know, Goodfellas or something like that. It's, it's it's just so crazy off the top and just, it never claims to be yeah. a serious movie. Um, My uh, favorite part of that movie, though, as far as the plot not being believable or parts of it that just were questionable was so crybaby gets sent to a, a Maryland training school for boys. I'm using air quotes again because everybody in that prison, it was actually a prison yeah. was like 40 years old. Oh yeah. They were old as hell. So I'm like, well, I'm, that's, and it's something I never noticed as a kid and that I'm like, why, why don't they just send him to prison or something? Like instead of doing a training school for boys. Yeah. When it's clearly a prison mm-hmm. full of 40-year-old men. What about the casting choices? My issue, and it's just, it comes up with a lot of the movies, is it's just like, are these people too old to be playing the people they are? And I looked it up, and like, the person that played Allison, she was like 19, I which I think... Her name is Amy Lacone? Or Lacone. Yeah, Le- Amy Lacone. Lacane? Like, Lacane. Like... She was 19, so I don't really, I can't fault them. And even Johnny Depp, he looked a little bit older, but I think it's just Johnny Depp uh, has a very thin face. Mm-hmm. He's got like the heroin chic look. But the one when I saw the person, I was like, holy crap, how old are they? Was Hatchet Face? Yeah. And I did look it up. She was 35. Okay. Playing a high schooler. And I was like, okay. But she's not supposed to be, I mean, like, she gets away with it because her face is so screwed up. Yeah. That... Even though, I think I looked her up one time to see if she's really that ugly, and she's not that ugly. Oh, okay. I think she just has jacked up teeth. But they, like, made it worse with her makeup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her makeup was really messed up. Yeah. That was obviously part of her charm. Yeah. She's got character. Yeah. That was a line that she said. Um, I liked, uh, I wrote that Baldwin, which was Allison's square boyfriend, Mm -hmm. had a punchable face. Which was perfect because oh, yeah, you're supposed to want to hate him. Mm-hmm. And then Depp was good as Crybaby. I also noted that, uh, and I looked this up because I wondered if Johnny Depp did sing in this, and he didn't, uh-huh. and neither did Allison, the the actress that played Allison, um, which is something that frustrates me as a person that loves musicals. Yeah, because I feel like, especially now, like obviously this movie was made thirty years earlier but nowadays if i find out somebody didn't sing their regular part i'm like there's so many talented people in the world yeah that you can find an actor that sings like it's not that hard no but it's something they used to do all the time they still were doing it like i remember you told me the first high school musical they didn't let zach efron sing yeah and then curveball the guy can sing yeah he can sing fine why are you casting people for musicals if they can't sing. I don't know. Oh, Curveball. They can't sing, so maybe you should just let them. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, let these people sing, and if they're terrible, don't cast them. Yeah. there's There's got to be somebody else out there that fits the part. Yeah. There's so many people out there that yeah. are talented. Anyway, so how about your funniest line? I had so many parts that I was cracking up at. Uh, I think my favorite scene was the entire Mr. Jailer let my man go free <laughs> uh, scene where 
like the judge and Allison's grandmother were like totally into it and were like dancing and the judge is like running through the halls of the prison. He wants her grandma. Yeah, to like go let him free. And yeah. then there's a scene where like Crybaby and Allison are like separated between a glass yeah, and he's like the licking the window and stuff. It was total cheese ball. But uh I really enjoyed that scene and was cracking up. My uh favorite funniest line was while they were at court mm-hmm. and Wanda said like yeah. just get me the fuck out of here and Patty Hearst's character her mother was like what does fuck mean and her husband's just like it's just a word kids use she's like well can we take Wanda the fuck home <laughs> and she said it because she's so nice and uh, like she's like a Stepford wife and yes. it was it was pretty hilarious what about your cringiest line or moment the moment where they allison and crybaby are falling in love and they're hooking up and there's an entire scene where just everyone (laughs) starts french kissing yes and it is disturbing french kissing like i think i was more disturbed by these people kissing than i was in not another teen movie when it was mia kirshner and the old lady with all the making out and the saliva like this made me go here yeah. no because it just got worse each they like they showed uh johnny depp and allison kissing and then they went to like ricky lake and her boyfriend kissing and then they kept yeah. moving on and it just kept getting more graphic and worse to the point I was worried they cut to Pepper's children, children and I was like, no, they're not going to have these. They just swip lo- <laughs> they a, swap lollipops. Oh, yeah. But I was like, oh, are they going to have a seven and a five-year-old start making out? Cause this, and their siblings, like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, it was disturbing, and I wrote down that as well, and I was like, those are not, like, movie kissing, like, no. fake kissing. There was a lot of tongue, oh. and I don't know what it is about that i don't know why that creeps me out so much as seeing like two actors like you when you can tell they're actually making out it's weird yeah it's just like you're disturbing somebody in a private moment yeah that's a little um i also put when uh crybaby first gets allison to come to turkey point Mm -hmm. and she's talking to the group of girls like hatchet face and pepper and wanda about doing a makeover so she's you know could be a bad girl Uh and and she's like do you think i have what it takes and crybaby's like you got it allison you got it raw (laughs) it's just like what is going on Uh, in this movie (laughs) so bad Uh, um but is there anything else you noted no i mean that that was that was it the only thing uh i thought was kind of out of character i know we talked earlier about how we thought for the most part the 1950s Aesthetic? Is that the word? Sure. Yeah. Anyway, how it was pretty realistic, the 1950s setup. Mm-hmm. Except for the scene when they're at uh, Crybaby's grandmother's and they're inside their house. And it had like rotating walls and Rotating stuff. walls and neon signs yeah. and a jukebox that looked like it was made in 2000, which was weird because this movie was made 10 in years earlier. And... It just, yeah, it didn't fit, and I wrote down that I felt like it was a room from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yes, it looked like a fun house. Yes. Yeah, it was really it weird. It just didn't fit with that, but at the same time, this is a weird-ass movie. I, yeah. I mean, you can't fault it no, for not being historically accurate. <laughs> also, like, 70s 
somehow Crybaby's motorcycle works after being burnt to pieces. Touche. Yeah. yeah there was just a couple of things that I noted. A couple plot about holes. This. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a whole bunch of plot holes. Yeah. Uh, also, the punishments seemed really drastic mm-hmm. for a fight at the park. Yeah. Like, Pepper got her kids taken away and... Stuff that wouldn't happen. No. 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 Agreed. And also, slow news day. The news station cares about the lives of these teenagers yeah. way too much. And they put it on the front page. The headline was, Crybaby, release from prison. Yeah, or even uh, when he gets just put in prison and then uh, Allison thinks that Lorraine, or what was her name? The I think Lorna. Or... Lorna? Yeah, Lorena. Lorena was pregnant with his child. And Lenora. there was like a... Huh? Lenore. Lenora. That was her name, Lenore. We'll get it right. Yeah. The groupie. Susie! <laughs> yeah. We'll just call her Susie. We'll call her um, She was pregnant with his baby, uh-huh. but not really. And then Allison believed the news story about it because what else is the news going to talk about in 1954, apparently, other than a juvenile delinquent knocking up a another juvenile delinquent? Yeah. That's from Page News. Yeah. Silly movie. It's mm-hmm. a silly movie. Should we move on to our awards? I believe so. And as you know, on Ruining Our Childhood, it is always award season. Always award season. We give out two awards every week. They are so prestigious. The first award is the Val Victorian of the Nicolas Cage Online School of Pad Acting. And who do you give your award to? I had to give it to Allison, oh. uh, the actress Amy Lacane. Lacone? Lacone? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think her delivery was believable. I felt like she was overacting too much mm-hmm. in a movie where everybody was overacting, yes. which is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, everybody is overacting. Some of the lines are way, way cheesy, mm-hmm. but they're supposed to be. But she, I just didn't feel like she was believable, especially in the scene where her and Johnny Depp are making out and stuff. Like everything she said, I was just like, ugh. Couldn't they get somebody else to do this? And guess who they who they wanted to get to do it? Who? Drew Barrymore. I looked up the trivia. She would have been like 15, I would think. Probably, but, oh. you know, she's oh. already an, pretty much an adult in the oh. real world. Hmm. But, I mean, honestly, if they would have gotten Drew Barrymore, it would have been a lot more believable. Yeah. Um, and then her crying when she, Crybaby first gets sent to the training school for boys. Uh-huh. Her crying and then her putting in the tears and i know it's supposed to be over top but it just was so and then she drank them and then she drank (laughs) them and i thought that was so cool when i was a kid i don't know why (laughs) not like i was like i would do that but like i just thought that was a great scene and i don't it just wasn't and then the fact that her character just flip-flops between her two love interests so easily easily. like first of all she sees crybaby one time and she's like well i'm dumping this piece of shit over here baldwin (laughs) going with the hottie over here and then she she believed the news yeah this girl who was like well he knocked me up yeah who threw her granny panties yes at crybaby when he was performing and yeah it's just flip-flops to that and then she flip-flops back so easily yeah like they just had to be like hey we're gonna go to the prison and sing to cry, baby. Oh, cool. I'll go with you. I probably should go and lead this <laughs> dance number. Yes. I love the songs, though. I will say oh. the songs were amazing. They're catchy. And then when she, like, I spit on your tears, cry, baby. Like, when she does get back with Baldwin mm-hmm. the second time, 
I just, uh, her singing scenes weren't bad, though. I thought her singing scenes, I mean, she didn't sing, so her lip syncing scenes she was were, fantastic. Were, weren't bad. But it's just, every time she had dialogue, it was not great for She me. probably taught Millie Vanilli how to lip sync. <laughs> she was so good uh, at it. How about you? I gave it to Mr. Depp. Ooh. Because, and you pointed out uh, one of my favorites was the, you got it, Alice. You got it raw. The other one uh, was the, when he was creepily French kissing Allison. And <laughs> then uh, to her credit, she looked at him and was like, am I going to get mono? But, <laughs> but she said the whole word. Mononucleosis. Yeah, yeah. I laughed at that one. And then my where it kind of like sealed it for me was he's in prison and they're like, you got to get over here to the radio and hear what they're saying. So he like runs over there and Baldwin said he was a better singer than Crybaby. And he like growled <laughs> and was like on the ground, like growling, pushing himself backwards. And then uh, somebody else said something to him and he was like, hey, that's Mr. Baby to you. And I was just like, oh, you're so bad in this movie. <laughs> like, I get the overacting yeah. but some of the line delivery was downright cringeworthy for yeah me. i i get it i get where you're coming from yeah but let's move on to the next one <laughs> i, <laughs> I think you know what's funny feeling um so our next award one. is the thomas j hanks award for exceptional acting uh-huh. i'm just gonna go ahead and say it <laughs> i gave it to johnny depp <laughs> only because <laughs> I thought everybody in the group, mm-hmm. like Ricky Lake, Hatchet Face, Tracy Lords, their acting was so bad too. Oh. That out of default, his acting was the best. And I think honestly, it's because he had more scenes than anybody else. But he, I felt like he delivered those lines because that's what John Waters probably wanted. Okay. And. I just feel like he, out of everybody, his was the least annoying delivery, and he has that charisma, and he's really good looking in this movie, so. <laughs> I'm not doing it just because of the looks. But, He did know. look like a young Skeet Ulrich. Um. Which, I mean, Skeet Ulrich looks like Johnny Depp. I'm pretty sure people proper. say that Skeet Ulrich is the poor man's Johnny yeah. Depp. I don't think I ever realized it until this movie. Because you know what it is? Because there was a scene where Johnny Depp had the two little hairs coming down his forehead. Uh-huh. And that's a Skeet Ulrich special. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich special. So, yeah. but to be fair, Johnny Depp... Is older and been in Hollywood more. Yes. And much more famous. <laughs> yes. I, I can't believe I'm defending Skeet Ulrich. You are. You but love he, yourself some you Skeet. Know, He's on Riverdale. That's a hit show. Yes, so it is. Give the guy some credit. Okay. It's your turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> you usually ask me who oh. did I give my award to, but I'll just go ahead and say <laughs> I gave my award to Tracy Lords. Oh. Uh, I thought she was, which is, I, I don't know that she had ever really acted in legit cinema this prior to this. This might have been her first. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. I thought she was really good in all of her scenes, and I just really liked the scenes where she was interacting with her parents. Yes. Like the foreign exchange student that could only say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like really mad. And then you already talked about the courtroom scene yes. with Patty Hearst. And I was just like, she was really fun. And I, I could have watched 
a lot more of just her and Patty Hearst and her dad interacting. <laughs> like, if you would have gave me 20 more minutes of that, I would have been okay with it. I thought, for a person that has minimal acting experience, I thought she was fantastic. Well, I mean, I think porn does require some acting. Yeah, she was. Uh, she, let's face but, it, she was. No, I, I agree. I thought her part was really good. She would definitely have been my, like, runner-up. Mm-hmm. Because I think out of, like, the three girls, she was the least over the top. Oh, yeah. I mean, And uh, like you said, like, her scene with her parents definitely made it funnier and her parents were funny. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because I feel like um, if you've ever watched Veronica Mars, which if you do, what's up? We love Veronica Mars. Love us some But Patty Hearst does do a cameo in the third season. And I always, I like that episode, but I think her acting is not great. She's extremely robotic, which is ironic because of the kidnapping and her being a robot to yeah. the, the kidnappers and a pawn for them. In this movie, it works because she's supposed to be that kind of, she doesn't really have like depth. Yeah. Or, and she's supposed to be like a set for wife, like I said. Sorry, our dogs are freaking out if you can hear that. I don't know if you can. Nah. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. How dare our neighbors live their lives. Yeah. They're rude. They're yeah. so rude by, you know, leaving their house every once in a while. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, should we move on to our final thoughts? Yes. So do you think this movie holds up to your adult standards? I think it did. I kind of take it for what it was and that it's like it's supposed to be very over the top. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching the movie. I don't think there was a lot of points where I was cringing. I think like I just overall really still enjoyed the movie. Do not remember the makeup scenes? Well, that was over the top, but yeah. I just thought it was a good movie. And yeah, there was some bad acting and stuff like that, but it was, it was really fun. And I'd say more than all, I enjoyed it. What about you? I enjoyed it, but I don't think it holds up to how I viewed it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I think I've mentioned this before, but there's movies that I watched when I was a kid that I kind of, because I was inexperienced with like boys and love, I took those as like like realistic. Yes. And this was one of those movies, which is silly because it's so over the top and cringeworthy, uh-huh. but I was just like, that's what... People fall in love in a day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> They'll come sing you out of prison if yeah. you get arrested. <laughs> Two days after they met you. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I I enjoyed the movie. I mm-hmm. Like I said, the songs were still catchy and pretty amazing. But just overall, it's just, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it anymore. <gasps> I know. Okay. I'd still watch it, though, I think. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it you wouldn't be watching it every time it popped up on usa no i mean there's definitely more musicals that i would prefer mm-hmm. um over this one but gotcha. just to see a young johnny depp's face that's literally the only reason <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so yeah so we're undecided again like yeah yeah sometimes we don't always agree which is good we're different people we are. But are we? Uh, but yeah. Are we? Or are we just one person doing two different voices? <gasps> oh, they know. The secret's out. Secret society. Okay. 
Calm down, Cecile. So thanks for listening again, guys. And as always, we ask that you follow us on social media if you have any suggestions. Yeah, social media. If you have any suggestions (laughs) for some future movies, we should go ahead and review. Go ahead and hit us up on our email. (laughs) What is that voice? I have no idea. Uh, Yes. Uh, Instagram, we're at Ruining Our Childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. On Facebook, we're also at Ruining Our Childhood. And on Twitter, we're at ROC Movie Podcast. Yes. Also, definitely, if you can, if you're listening to us on iTunes, maybe review us. Yeah. We would really love that. And it just shows that somebody's listening and that somebody supports us. And if you're not, then, you know, just keep living your life. Yeah. And uh, tell friends if you enjoy it. Tell enemies if you don't. Yeah. And as always, we never know how to end these podcasts. So we'll end it with a good old... Bye. Bye. Are we asking a question? I think so. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Why are we getting higher? I don't know. Okay, bye. Bye.